0: Right.
1: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
0: Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy holidays to you. So in this episode of This World, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about the best of 2019. So I had two different conversations that I recorded. I recorded one conversation with Tanisha and Leslie, and I recorded another conversation with mixologist Melissa. You can go back to her previous episodes and listen to um, what she's all about. But I asked a bunch of interesting questions, and um, we just talked about things that we liked this year. And it was really cool. So the editing might be a little off. I'm still very new at it. So let me know your thoughts. And um, feel free to tweet me, Instagram, send a DM, email us on what the best of your 2019 was. Cheers, and I hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) <laughs> Leslie Free Love Vino 301 in the house
2: <laughs> Merry Merry Christmas we can Merry say that on this Christmas. show right we won't get in trouble oh, for saying Merry Christmas it.
0: Merry Christmas
2: <laughs> yes of course
0: <laughs> what are we supposed to say Happy
2: Holidays Happy Holidays, girl, happy girl. holidays.
1: <laughs> I mean I say that too but in addition I, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays
2: there you go absolutely
0: Happy <laughs>
1: Holidays to Jesus how about that <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh Oh my gosh. Right.
1: Happy birthday, Christ.
2: Right. Right, Exactly. (laughs) Baby Jesus. (laughs) Leslie, how you doing? I am good. I am good. How are you guys doing? I'm all right.
1: I am all right.
2: Do you know Christmas is next week? Somebody just reminded me of that today.
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's next week.
2: Oh yeah, my God. okay
1: yeah. i gotta get my amazon stuff together i gotta do that tomorrow
0: uh, you haven't done it yet we just talked about this we did and nothing <laughs> has happened not one thing <laughs> not
1: one thing
2: has happened yeah oh my gosh i thought i had another week I did not what exactly do you have to do well, I'm not doing anything this year, okay? Okay. <laughs> <Anybody assume laughs> I was about expecting... to say, like, what you got to do? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I usually, like, go all out for Christmas, but I am moving. And oh I have God. to be out of my house on December 28th, so. Oh, well, no,
0: you're not doing nothing.
2: Yeah, so if um, anybody's listening and they have some boxes they want to give me <laughs> i am um, because i now stock the dollar store and big lots because mm. they have the best boxes and they put them out front so you don't have to go inside and ask for the boxes <laughs> you can just go do some dumpster diving in front of the building
0: oh my goodness yes. are you still gonna be in the same area
2: um very close still okay. in um pretty girl county oh, i still sure. will be <laughs> there, um, but yeah, yeah. This is the new chapter in my life. I love it. That's so exciting. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes, a That's chapter great. in exciting. humility. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yep. Okay. And it's cool
1: that you move moving. Like at the end of December, it's like all right. You can start your new, new year. Place. Start your nice. new year in a new place. It's like yeah. mm-hmm. beginning. You get some clarity. You have mm-hmm. like a whole like you know. You got to burn sage around the whole place. Throw
2: some yes. oils on all the you know doors. Um, well, oh, so the the part that um you don't know, Tanisha, is I don't have a place to go. I have no home. Like Richard Gear, I have no <laughs> place to go. So,
1: okay.
2: so um, I um, I am moving in with my brother, and I've okay. given myself six months. To find a place. But the grand, I shared this with um, Sarita, the grand plan is to have the tasting room by Vino 301. And so wherever that location is, then I will find a home near the establishment. All so right. that's why I'm giving myself time to find the new home for Vino 301. And then I will find a home for Leslie Freelo. Okay.
1: I mm-hmm. love
2: it. Yeah. Those are major moves.
1: Yeah. And if you say you're going to do it, then it's going to be done. Like, exactly.
0: Yeah. It's all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's being recorded. You're putting it in existence. I know. Existence. I'm, it is right. in existence. Yeah. So,
1: just mm-hmm. a second ago, like, you know, we record. You sure
2: you want to see it? Yes. So, that is, that is what I am committing to. And it is very sobering. Mm, all
0: I'm right. So, sure. i hold her
1: accountable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh huh. Do it. Oh, so um even
1: ask us for updates. We'll let you know. If she don't. You know, yes, exactly. Right. Like, why are you
2: still <laughs> sleeping in your brother's basement? Uh, <laughs>
1: and even because like, it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's a
2: fireplace
1: down
2: here. Right, and it is. So, um but yeah. <laughs> Well, that's because y'all fancy. Eh? <laughs> oh my gosh. I know how y'all
1: blacks do in
0: that, Um, with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, I really hate moving. I don't oh hate that I'm, I'm doing something different or I'm moving to a new place. I hate the whole process. No, the actual hate,
2: physical activity. I
0: hate packing. I strange. hate everything. Yes.
2: yes. It is like modern day hazing, quite honestly. <laughs> That is what that is what moving and selling a house is is modern day hazing because they literally have you by the balls and you're committed like you were all the way in. You can't you probably signed some of that paperwork. You can't be like, No, I don't want to sell my house anymore because then they're like, Okay, <laughs> we'll just sue you. So you have to go through the process. Yeah.
0: hmm yeah. uh-huh. Oh my yeah. gosh man so you're selling your house moving to your your brother's house meanwhile uh-huh. still holding up Vino 301 and your full-time job is that what you're telling yes. me yes wow. yes yes yeah it's okay. so well, not a
2: lot at all Just,
1: you, you can add two more things to that
2: go ahead right right i mean really i could oh like gosh. i could you know i mean you don't the- need
1: sleep what's that about <laughs>
2: what really <laughs> really like yeah i could be in the impeachment hearings too just getting that done
1: right just go do that
2: right sign some
1: paperwork go do that oh
0: my gosh wow
1: S- swear in and say
2: some words yes right mm. right mm-hmm. yes yes wow
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so what do y'all get up to you?
0: Girl, I mean, after all that you say I nothing, nothing. Right, that
1: actually made me. I got tired. nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to take a nap after just hearing that. So I can't imagine what it's like to live it all the time. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, whoo! girl, that's gonna be so rewarding. It is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I told is. um, so I have an accountability partner, and we talk twice a week,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I told her like i i feel the metamorphosis and um and you're going to be a
1: butterfly
2: i, I i'm going to be a butterfly <laughs> and i feel like i feel the pressure the mental pressure on myself and my points of weakness like i've never felt in my in my lifetime before and i told her but i want to remember it as challenging as this is. Like Mm -hmm. I put myself in this position. It's not like anybody else. But as challenging as it is, I want to remember the process of rebuilding myself Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so I can use that going forward and be a better me. And I know it sounds crazy, but I just think that there are things that happen to you intentionally Mm -hmm. so you are able to be a better person and and be a better person to the people in your lives. And so, th- and so as much as this is self-imposed craziness that I put on myself, I think there's a reason why these decisions, I was led to these decisions, if that makes any sense. No, it makes total sense. Yeah, total sense.
1: For sure.
0: It does. Man, we got deep right we got deep first like those questions like my last my last (laughs) three questions for y'all i mean leslie just tackled (sighs) them but mm.
1: right well and then we're done thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) merry christmas happy new year (laughs) no i wanted this uh episode to be very casual but i wanted to talk about like the best of 2019 um And this can be, I I don't know how this conversation is going to go. It may be um, wine related. It may not be. It is what it is. Um, But my first question was, where did you drink the best wine? My house. (laughs) My apartment.
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Sarita, where did you drink the best wine?
0: Okay, so there were two places. There were two places that have always I, I've always been aware of, but they were really prominent this year. But uh-huh. it was Wardman's Wines um, in Brooklyn. And um, I didn't join their wine club or anything, but I, for some reason, I was really drawn to it every week. So I go to their weekly tastings and uh-huh. buy up so much wine. They got so much money for me. But the thing is, I, it took me back to a place where I was learning about wine again. And because I'm physically not in a program, I'm not in a certification or anything like that. I was sort of just sort of drinking here and there and just buying some old faves or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it took me to a place where I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. What's that? That's interesting. Uh And actually having full conversations about learning about new grapes and stuff like that. So Warman's Wine in um, Brooklyn, um, and then the second place was Le Grenier, the French restaurant on 8th Street. Every first Tuesday of the month, they have a free French tasting at the bar. The inside is very Frenchy. You know, it's very pinky up, but relaxed at the same time. Um, there's a distributor that comes once a month and pours his wine. So they're very knowledgeable about the regions and the grapes and how the wine is made. And again, that took me to a place where I'm sort of learning the details about certain wines again. And um, so those are my two top places.
2: Hmm. I, I can't remember like the best places that I had this year, but I haven't been out exploring as much.
1: But I've had several like great experiences, like going to the um, the Wine Museum in Bordeaux. That was fantastic. Um,
3: mm-hmm. That was definitely uh, a highlight. Going to Avignon and walking around and touching the pape that was an amazing experience for me.
1: Um, touching the stones because they
3: talk about those all the time in any wine class, any wine school you're ever in, they always talk about those stones. And so to be in there and touch them and be like, oh, yeah, these are really hot. I understand what y'all meant. That was great. Um, But it was hot, hot. So that was a problem. (laughs) But yeah, those are like moments that stand out to me for the year as far as why moments.
0: Hey, everybody. So this is where I'm going to break and I'm going to ask Melissa a similar question.
3: Uh, My name is Melissa Valentine. I I do like to call myself Mixologist Melissa, but that's part of what the heads of 2020 is going to a cocktail program. But anyway, I like to make liquor infusions. So any sort of base that a person prefers and flavor profiles that they like. I like to um, create new tastes with whatever people prefer. And I do it for my friends and family and also for sale.
0: Welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you. Glad to (laughs)
0: be you. So, Melissa, first question, when and where was your best wine or cocktail experience of 2019?
3: Hmm. Okay, so I'll separate them out because I do feel they're different. So when we went to the wineries, uh, you and I as some friends went to wineries in Charlottesville this fall and I really enjoyed being
0: at oh wait it's the (laughs) one
3: it's the one we were out by the fire pit
0: oh that one yeah sure Mm -hmm. that's a great one
3: yeah that was really good the one was super personable I thought the wines were very tasty I was actually very surprised throughout the whole trip um that I liked the chardonnay
0: really what that is I I didn't know you weren't a fan of chardonnay
3: I'm not, not a fan, but it just seems kinda like almost like a neutral to me. Like it doesn't excite me. Sure. But I thought that the ones that I tasted there and like it's two other places in particular are really good. I was surprised by that. Um, I guess when your first Chardonnay is like Behringer, like you don't do
1: of low. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so the the the, the winery that you're referring to is early mountain
3: okay yes yeah right Mm -hmm. because they have a very nice like water bottle anyway so yeah so (laughs) so that was the best wine experience yeah um in terms of cocktails i think um you know nothing oh wait yes i was thinking i was like nothing stands out but it does before one of my girlfriends left philadelphia she got her doctorate so we were doing she really loves cocktails and we went to a bar called franklin mortgage it was like one of the first sort of speakeasy type places in philly mm-hmm. and they had a drink that had a whole egg in it so what yeah so you know a lot of people have egg white in their drink but this had the yolk as well
1: oh my god and it
3: had like overproof rum and it was the most, like, velvety-textured, delicious, tropical with a hint of spice situation. Oh, I think it had, it had some kind of a pepper in there as well. It was so good. And mm. that was impressive. Um, and then when we went back, when my our other friend was leaving the city, they didn't have any more, it was seasonal. And we asked for it. Like, I pulled up the picture of my phone. and it was like, these are the ingredients. <laughs> and the, guy like, <laughs> the guy was like, "If we had it, we would make it, but we just don't have all those ingredients." Damn. I was like, "Fine," but yeah, we were like, "Oh, search for that egg drink." That's what we call it, the egg drink. Like, I could find out the real name, but that's oh, what, way. Oh man.
0: It is. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because mm-hmm. it sounds gross. It sounds <laughs> disgusting. <laughs>
3: but. If you suspend your thoughts that you're drinking something with a whole raw egg in it. Yeah. And you're not like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 80s, like <laughs> you will be delighted.
0: Oh, and it I'm gonna split lovely. them up like you did. Mm-hmm. And my best cocktail experience was something really, really simple. Um, we have Matchbox here. Do you guys have Matchbox there? Never heard of it. So Matchbox is like a pizza spot, it's very neighborhoody. Okay um, Mm -hmm. family friendly or whatever. And they have Mm -hmm. them in, gosh, I don't know how many DC has, but it's several. It's like a chain that started here and it's branched out to Maryland and Virginia. Okay. So, um, my, uh, home girl at work, she was just like, I live in downtown silver spring and you have to come to my matchbox (laughs) and try this cocktail so mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, if I must, I mean, we have Matchbox here, but all right. right. So, I, mean, right, right, so right. I go, first of all, I go and I was like, oh yeah, this is nicer. This is mm-hmm. this is nicer. Mm-hmm. This is nicer. It felt newer. And she said, mm-hmm. girl, the DJ starts at 10. So it's the yeah, DJ that, the right, class. right. They have a whole <laughs> DJ on Friday nights. Anyway, what you got to do in the suburb. Right. So she said, um you need to order this cocktail. And I was like, all right, cool. So it was a cucumber jalapeno margarita. Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect balance of a cucumber. You had the uh-huh. spice from the jalapeno. I mean, uh-huh. it was uh-huh. it was so good, but it was simple, simple. Yeah. I don't know what infused with what. I don't know if they uh-huh. used infused cucumber liquor or uh-huh. jalapeno liquor. I don't know how they uh-huh. made it, but uh-huh. it was perfect.
1: Yeah, I think
3: that's I think that's a good sign, right? Like when your stuff is not that complicated yeah. but it's delicious.
1: Mm-hmm. So you gotta
3: get
0: the you gotta get the basics down. Yeah. So yeah, that sounds very refreshing. It was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> um so my next question is where did you have your unforgettable meal in two thousand nineteen? Was it at your mama's house? Was at your local pub? Fancy dancy restaurant? What was most memorable, food-wise?
3: Two things come to mind. One is, I have some friends that live in the neighborhood, and they basically have, like, family dinner almost once a week. Um, And David is a very good cook, and so they feed me, and we have a good time and stuff. So... I think that just the experience, you know, like the family-ness of it, yeah, is actually I do look forward to when we have family dinners. So that's the heartwarming answer. Then the other answer is um, there's a restaurant here in Philly named Saraya, S-U-R-A-Y-A, and it is uh, Mediterranean, Turkish. I think I think it's Turkish. And um, I went with, uh, on a date and we had the tasting menu and it was delicious because you get so much food for each person and everything is just like a little present on the plate. Like, you Mm. know, when you have like the pomegranate seeds, just the Sprite looking like jewels and, you know, (laughs) and like the pomegranate news is good, even though like in general eggplant doesn't appeal to me. And like lamb and curries and all that kind of stuff. So it, that was a very delicious, delicious meal. I like stuff Ugh. like that where you can just kind of graze. Yeah. I realize that's more of my my style. Like okay. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's see. For me, I want to take it back to Pennsylvania once again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on our last night we were at the final winery that we were visiting. No, am I lying? No, it wasn't the final winery. Anyway, it was called Vox Vinetti. So that was the winery that we were at. Again, husband and wife team. Husband Mm -hmm. grows grapes. The wife wife helps make the wine. Um, Mm -hmm. So this was um, like our final like dinner night, like a grand finale kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so he set up um, dinner outdoors for us and this is his house. So this is outside, his house is on the vineyard and I don't know, his house was not built in a century, but there is a, so they made some adjustments to the house, but they kept some Mm -hmm. things and Mm -hmm. there was a very large walk-in smoker. So on the, yeah, in the kitchen, which was massive, there Mm -hmm. was a walk-in smoker, just think fireplace, Mm -hmm. um, that you can walk um, into yeah that you can pretty much walk into so the fire is at the bottom and then once you put the fire out the Mm -hmm. um you know the place is filled with smoke and you can hang Mm -hmm. things over the smoke you know where the fire was and that's how you smoke meats Uh and vegetables and stuff like Uh that uh so almost the entire I don't Mm -hmm. know it might have been like five courses was was smoked what and everything was so good. And they, of course, they paired um, each course with their wines. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think I've tasted anything like that. And it was, it was like a dream. It was. So, it was awesome. uh, okay. Follow a question.
3: Uh-huh. What, if you can remember specifically, like what was something that was smoked that was unexpected hmm. that you enjoyed?
0: Um, because... Probably, mm-hmm. Um. Oh, no, go ahead. What were you about to say? No, I was just going to say, I mean, that sounds delightful
3: given a person knowing what they're doing, Mm -hmm. but, you know, smoke stuff, a lot of things, like after a while, it sounds like overkill. Yeah.
0: So I'm wondering how they balanced it out such that it wasn't. So um, they did, I think this might've been the second or third course, they smoked quail with Mm -hmm. prunes so yeah and they tossed it in some mm-hmm. sauce or something but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was a nice balance I guess the the you mm-hmm. know the sugar from the prunes and then mm-hmm. the smoky mm-hmm. saltiness in the yeah. quail it was yeah mm-hmm. it was fabulous yeah oh and that's why you know that restaurant wait what's the name of his restaurant so his name the chef's name is Anthony, Anthony Andario and the restaurant is called Andario and I'm not sure exactly where it is, mm-hmm. but um, it's in Pennsylvania, and you got to make reservations like a month in advance. But mm, yeah, right, but right. it was awesome. All right, so we're gonna swing back to the Swirl Suite, and we're gonna ask Leslie the same question about food.
2: I I would say okay, two two places. I was in Carlsbad, California,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, I was like trying to find um, the local wine bars or what have you. And so I found this wine bar and right a block away from the wine bar, they had a a farmer's market. And so the owner of the wine bar was walking around and he had these strawberries and blueberries um, that he had just bought from the farmer's market. And he had it like on a plate and cheeses or what have you. And those strawberries taste like strawberries, not like the strawberries that we get here that don't, it was just so ripe when you were, you were like, oh my God, this is what a strawberry is supposed to taste like. So mm-hmm. something simple from the farmer's market. And then when we were in New Orleans, um, I was staying at my mom's home, which is in Opelousas, and that's like a three hour drive from New Orleans. And so one of the things growing up as a kid we used to get boudin all the time and and some of the best boudin comes from the gas stations in louisiana really people in maryland don't understand eating food from a gas station but people from the south clearly get (laughs) like getting good catfish or what have you so on the ride back from new orleans i stopped in one of the towns and got the best boudin I have ever had in my lifetime and it just like invoked the memories of childhood or what have you so yeah and crackling I know I sound country as hell but boudin (laughs) and crackling (laughs) was delightful
0: hey guys it's me again the next few questions are going to be Melissa and myself and then at the very end we will swing back to the swirl suite your favorite scent of this year. What did you wear the most? That's easy, actually, because it's
3: re- it's recent. It's um, our friend Zen in a Jar. I fell like deep in love with the Shanty um, scent.
1: Mm. I don't
3: even know, like prior to that, I was very and so just for those who don't know, like that is vanilla and sandalwood and it's mm. a whipped shea butter. And is so heady and like sexy. It just makes you think of the nighttime as the right time. And like and
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I wear it all day and actually <laughs> yeah, so it's
0: anytime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> any time. Anytime, says <laughs> uh, so, um
3: Yeah. And actually, I think it wasn't until the summer that I actually smelled it, which it seems like it might be a little too heavy for summer, but it's just, it's just so like warming. And I've had more people ask me or just state like, oh, you smell really good without even being up on me, Mm. you know, um, for that. And I agree. And it's just like, you know, it's like in my robe and in my pillow and stuff. And I really, really like it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I never had a scent that I didn't like. Yeah. Zen um, uh, in a jar, but that one, like, went right up to the top of my list. I love okay. it.
0: Yep. So my favorite scent is quite recent also. Mm-hmm. And it's actually my gift from you. <laughs> <laughs> <Non-nosterous> <laughs> right. So, um. so guys, Melissa gifted me um, a fragrance and I can make my own scent on this website called waft. Right.
3: Fragrance and area.
0: yes, it was a whole experience. So you log in, go to the website and you choose your, uh, like your favorite scents. So, um, this, my scent is a combination of citrus, cardamom, fig, sandalwood, green leaves and flower. Mm. Um, and it came out so beautiful. It's such a nice balance of my personality mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I absolutely love it. And so, Like that my-
3: sounds like warm and not dark in like a negative way, but just yeah. like dark, but like there's some kind of like stream of light coming in. I don't know if it was like the flower mm-hmm. or something else you said that was on the lighter side. Like yeah. it doesn't sound, it sounds like a balanced choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, a balanced list of of options you know nothing is leaning too heavy in one way or the other
0: yeah it's It's just lovely i love it and shout out to delo because i also (laughs) love his fragrance Mm -hmm. i have to get that yeah xavier delo he um he is a podcaster of Jaden xd and Mm -hmm. his fragrance is on sale at walked so you can make your own and his is included and um I love them both. I do. Mm-hmm. I think two small ones I keep in my purse and my big Oh, nice. Yeah, I love it. Very nice. Very nice. All right. What is your favorite book of this year that you read this year?
3: Two things that, well, I would say something that interested me in what I was reading this year, because I was making a more concerted effort to read mm-hmm. and to like track what I was reading so that I was aware that I was reading something. But, um, so, I read a novel by Jacqueline Woodson called Another Brooklyn, and it is described as young adult, um, But because the protagonists are like teenage black girls I and mean, then they kind of grow up. And I think that's the theme of my books this year that really stick out to me is kind of like adolescent, teenage black girls, because Another Brooklyn was beautiful and it was not long at all but like every word had a purpose mm-hmm. If that makes any sense um and it was about friendship and it was just kind of like devastating, but in a really nice kind of like emotional way and then also I reread the bluest eye
1: mm.
3: um as part of a book club and I don't know I know that I read it in the past but I don't know that I read it because mm, yeah. I don't know if that um, the you know the benefit of like age and just kind of having a different perspective about what you're reading yeah. but that book was so good and the lead in it the narrator her name was Claudia and she was just so badass like just in terms of the way she was interpreting the world around her
1: mm-hmm. you know
3: there's all these kind of like ugly things going on and um, the way she's witnessing it and not powering, like she just seemed like a really strong girl. And then finally, I know you asked for one, but there's a few. Oh, no, go
0: for it. Um,
3: Last night, so I went to the Well-Read Black Girl Book Festival in the fall, and it was, it was a great time. And one of the panels had Jacqueline Woodson um, and this other author named uh, Elizabeth Acovedo. And she's Dominican, she's from New York, and she writes also kind of like a young adult. And I, I got her audiobook and I started listening to it last night, and it's like a three-and-a-half-hour listen. I literally listened for like two-and-a-half hours last night because I could not stop
1: mm. listening
3: to it. And it's about a girl, a Dominican girl who's in Harlem, and she's a twin, and her mother is super religious but she's got her own path that's not the one that her mom wants her to be on and she's really into poetry and writing and so she kind of discovers poetry and there's like this little love story aspect to it. It's just so good and I think that it also needs to, I really am glad that I listened to it because it even feels more New York because hmm. the author is narrating it. and she's speaking in Spanish and she's got that New York accent and Mm -hmm. she's like you really feel like it's the girl who's speaking yeah so that one is called The Poet X and it's just so good it's so good
2: so now I want to read
3: and I think she also won she won a couple of awards for that book and I think she also won like a national book award or something for her book that followed that but um I can't remember the details on that but I'm gonna
1: read it whatever it is nice yeah Yeah.
0: that's awesome so I have two um Mm -hmm. the first one is actually um written by a friend of mine um Mm -hmm. it's called the the book of tiny prayers by Reagan Gabriel Mathis Mm -hmm. and um it's just it's extremely personal Mm -hmm. just think of a prayer journal when someone is like leading a prayer for you and they're Mm -hmm. talking to you so mm. that's what it's like, mm. and um, it's so nice. It's so touching, mm-hmm. and it's very her. Is it's that very published Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep. Um, very nice. It's really awesome. So, and she just mm-hmm. released it. A, oh, maybe not even two months ago. Okay. But um, it's so I don't even want to write the in it. I feel, like, <clears throat> I feel like I feel like I want to order another one that I can <clears throat> write in and just mm-hmm. keep this one. Mm. but um yeah it's yeah it's really cool um and the second book that i'm finishing now is called the cooking gene Hmm. so it's oh um, yes i know who that is you know that one yeah Yeah. michael twitty Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm finishing the cooking gene and it's really interesting so it's a book about african-american um cuisine and where everything came from and why we eat the way we do and, and especially the why we eat the way we do in, like, different parts of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So um, hmm. it's really interesting. And he really goes deep into detail about African-American history and stuff like that. And
3: He's an interesting dude overall. Yeah. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. But he does these reenactments from the slave perspective. Does he? And no, I didn't know that. Yes. So more podcasts fun there's the (laughs) nod yeah right which is uh i think by Gimlet media or something but it's uh, a black man a black woman and so they have an interview with him oh uh, really where um she's interviewing him and talking to him about what he does and why he does it because he does these food tours like in that role and it's really interesting and he's also jewish he's like he's a wild dude like very multi-layered okay yeah yeah Even so you gotta listen to that episode mm-hmm. that's
0: crazy yeah. mm-hmm. okay what's next um what song did you play on repeat in
1: 2019
3: so I know I didn't get a lot of play but I really did like Solange's album
0: Oh girl. Well, who are you talking to? So you saw my, po- <laughs> listen, you saw my, you saw my Spotify stats. It was Solange all up and through.
3: Yeah. All so through. Her, um, her latest album I did in the first listen, I was like, okay, this is good. I can hear, you know, like the musicality and everything, but just after a while, I just like got into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I could not stop listening to Overjoyed by Stevie Wonder. Hmm. No idea why. Just wow. like sometimes, okay. like my head is just kind of empty, and like a song will fill it. And more often than not, it was that. So like, interesting. I you know I looked up all the lyrics. And I'm just like, oh my. God, like I don't understand <laughs> the love that Stevie has had, or <laughs> has experienced, or is experiencing. <laughs> I mean, those lyrics. Whew. So yeah, okay. Um, that song.
0: I know um, I'm about like 45 years later, but it's girl, still, that joint is timeless. Because every time, well, Stevie wonders as. Is on several of my playlists, and every mm-hmm. time I hear it, mm-hmm. it's the it's the long version, and I have to rewind mm-hmm. it several times. Mm-hmm. So I no, yeah. I get it.
3: No, Overjoy, I listen yeah. to it like
0: I don't know. Overjoy like makes Savant me sad. Word. Yeah, like, Overjoy so- makes oh. me sad though. No, I don't know.
3: Castles, I, yeah. like, I, oh, I don't know.
0: Ballads make me. I
3: don't know. Yeah. All right. I'm a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> that's where it comes. That that, that staffiness. Yeah. That emo that emo kind of like perspective. Yeah,
0: that's me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think mine was, well, I looked it up. I looked it on Spotify mm-hmm. and what uh-huh. I played the most was Solange Stay Flow.
3: Okay, so how does that go a little bit?
0: It's the one um that starts uh hold up. Down, down, down to the floor. Yeah, that one. Yes! Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very like it's very
0: mood inducing. Yeah,
1: all.
0: and it's I feel like hypnotic. that plus my scent, my wife's scent, <laughs> it just puts me in a place.
1: It's a vibe. It's
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: It's seen... <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Mm. Hmm uh okay what podcasts did you enjoy the most this is minus your regulars but
1: Mm -hmm. what
3: podcasts did
0: you enjoy the most this year
3: I love what I call a pop a capsule podcast I don't know if there's a real term for it it's sort of like those mini Mm series that are really just about a specific topic okay and it's like maybe six to ten episodes and like that's it Mm -hmm. so in terms of my non-regulars I'm listening to Slow Burn, which is about um, Tupac and Biggie. Yeah, girl. So I think part of it also is like I was a real huge magazine head, and so Vibe was like, you know, everything to me. Vibe Dixon, Honey, all the like that era, and so I remember a lot of what they're talking about and the people that they're mentioning, and I can see it in my head as I'm listening to it because yeah. I a teenager and but there's like pieces of it that I didn't really understand like the whole Tupac coming after Biggie and his like his thoughts that Biggie and Diddy were like out for him Mm -hmm. and the way he internalized that stuff and that like it led him to just like damn it just kind of hurts to listen to because he's like this is going to end tragically obviously we know that but you see the lead up and also, I think it's episode five that's about how he got Faith involved. Mm. So that wow. is somebody's dissertation. Just like the use of the way Faith was used as a pawn wow. by all of these men. And he or she already wasn't necessarily being done by, by Biggie. And then <laughs> Tupac is going to go out there and like put in his songs and like Set it up so that it looks very questionable. Wow! It that episode alone is like wild. um definitely like the black feminist perspective too. Hmm. But um, so that I'm really enjoying that one. It's not over yet, but um, yeah, it's it's like seven episodes in, so I feel confident saying that that was definitely one of the top. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, um. I guess, well, it's hard to say minus my regular, but because I wrote this one down, I was like, well, this is a regular now. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be a regular for a long time, but mm-hmm. it's new, so Ratchet and Respectable.
1: Oh, yes! Uh, first of yes! all, okay, I don't know. Irregular.
0: Do you mm-hmm. know it's very hard to storytell by yourself on a podcast and still be interesting like I've tried it and it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I know I know mm-hmm. what my <laughs> you know I Ooh, I know what I'm are. yeah I know what my strengths are and that's not it. But I can listen to Demetria talk over mm-hmm. and over again, mm-hmm. and I think it's her details and her storytelling, her voice. Mm-hmm. I'm very particular about voices. I love her voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, so she has. Yeah, it's definitely my top podcast for this year. It's
1: so good, and I think also
3: like if. People had any exposure to her kind of like pre the show that she was on and follow her. And you have like these thoughts about who she is. Right. But I feel like the podcast is definitely giving a whole other perspective Mm -hmm. on who she is. And I'm just like finding myself really liking her more and more. Not that I never did, not that I ever disliked her. I'm just like, no, she's really, she's really
0: cool. Yeah. And she's got like a lot to say that makes complete sense. She does have a lot to say. And she does. But it's not, it's not like, okay, oh, hey, girl, nobody wants to
3: hear that. Like, she yeah. has a different perspective, particularly when she talks about relationships and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just like her perspective on relationships now is just very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I really do like it. I'm over here just making another little drink, sorry. Oh. Apologies for any clinkling
0: ice No worries. Um, so what do you think the best scandal was in 2019? So I got some uh multiple choice for you. Mm -hmm. You got Jesse Smollett because that blew my mind. Okay, I still okay, go ahead, ahead, ahead. (laughs) the college admissions, okay, Mm -hmm. and the Chloe versus Jordan.
3: I'm sorry. I just had to like exhale deeply on that because each one of those is a whole other thing. Like Jussie, I gotta be honest, I still haven't processed that because it doesn't make. Yeah. Right. Like I just have a very hard time not even believing
1: Mm -hmm.
3: what ultimately happened, but just like,
0: yeah.
3: But that's not my top. Jordan and Chloe. I refuse to make it my top mm. because fuck the Kardashian. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And the way she was like, you destroy my marriage, like girl, sit down. But I do think the whole like red table talk intermission was just made it a much more interesting yeah. scenario than previous Kardashian nonsense. But I'm going to go with the college scandal. Okay. And part of that is because in my role in compliance um, at an academic medical center, I do presentations on new employee orientation. And we talk about the code of conduct.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: so this is actually one that, uh, an example that we use. Mm-hmm. And it's, you got everything. You've got fame. You've got money. You've got lying. You have like such yeah. blatant cheating. Yeah. You have people obviously not speaking up, and then you also have the hubris of somebody being like, I'm not guilty, lady. (laughs) So it's it's, it's wild. I mean, it's not shocking, I'll say, because we kind of know what money and access and fame does, but the... The intricacies of it is also really interesting. Actually there was a capsule podcast on that one too called Gangster Capitalism. Mm. That was a good one. That was good. I just like to hear details.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so that that was good too. So I I sent this to you before this came out. So mm-hmm. you know there was a sixteen year old that was kidnapped in the Bronx, right? Yeah. So they is found it right? her. Yeah. Yes. Well, they found her. Girl because. she confessed to it being a hoax. <laughs> she set the whole thing up. It was staged.
1: the whole story <sighs> makes you upset.
0: I'm I think I'm really angry because they're really people getting snatched right now and yep. Yep. now yep. they're they ain't gonna bat an eye like mm, well I, they well. already done. <laughs> Right, exactly. They exactly,,
3: don't. and so to just uh, it is very
0: frustrating. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a terrible I I, story, I'm, and I'm sure yeah. we're
3: gonna learn more about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, because right now it's it's all over the place. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. my goodness. Anyway, um, for me, I. I'm going to go with the Jesse Smollett because I, he got, that nigga got me really good. He got me really good. Like, girl, I was one of those people posted on Instagram just, oh my gosh, we need to come to his rescue. Oh no.
1: Justice for Jesse. And then Jesse just played us all like fiddles. It was
0: so
3: unbelievable. Disturbing. Yeah. And then just oh my god, it was terrible. <laughs> it's just terrible. Mm. And then he just like disappeared and everyone was, like in his corner didn't even know what to say. It was like, oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just think about people who are close to you. What did Terrence Howard say? Yeah. What did Taraji say? What did gabberate? That's her homie. Yeah,
1: she say, "What did Journey do? It's it's too much. much. I don't understand."
0: And the thing is, he like, of course, he ruined his, you know, his career. But he ruined, like, he, you know, you got a thousand siblings that also have careers, and people are going to come after them too. Like, right? You know? Oh, (laughs) yeah. It is a blower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I yeah. still un- don't understand the purpose yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. didn't need attention. You are already on a horribly.
3: I mean, you know right? I mean? Your
0: show your show is horrible, but people still watch it.
3: <laughs> you had an album coming out
0: or out. Yeah.
3: You were doing performances, yo. What about the fact that he still did a live show, like <sighs> after it happened, but before um, mm-hmm. it was discovered yeah. what happened? He was like, you know, I ain't going nowhere, blah blah blah. Her. Listen, I guess if you didn't think he was a good actor in Empire, you sure as hell learned that for those couple of days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, is he playing? Think, think you're gonna guys. write a check? You gonna write a check to the? What? Okay. Oh. Right?
3: I don't even understand why. That's the thing that just blows yeah. me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What were you doing all yeah. that for? Mm. Yeah. Terrible. um anyway so what is the best new show out of three of the following okay okay i was gonna say is a lot mm-hmm. fleabag euphoria or russian doll which one was your favorite so
3: those choices aren't my favorite show but i'll choose a favorite out of those
0: well these that are the sense. new shows in 2019 but there's a new okay okay Whoa, what there. new show no Did if you, you got more you? huh isn't Pose new? Jose new in season two, though. But so was Fleabag. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh shoot! Well, Fleabag was new to me. That's probably <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, we I'm can throw Pose slip in the script. <laughs> okay, we can throw Pose in there. But, throw- okay,
3: so I tried to watch Russian Doll. It didn't work out.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay, I just couldn't
3: stick with it. Well, what was the okay. second one?
0: Oh, uh, Euphoria.
3: I, it's still on my list. I,
0: okay,
3: I tried like to Flea choose bags.
0: like dark shows. Yeah, like in the if same. Flea bag, yeah,
1: Fleabag was a joint. Fleabag was a, yeah. Clear. First of all, you
3: have hello <laughs> that gives you like <laughs> point five, like extra five points, right? British. Then you have got this woman who she and her sister are just like so different, mm-hmm. and her sister is just like a Pratt, and she's just he's got her own shit about her but and then the um olivia coleman who played like her fourth-time stepmom or something yeah like an asshole and then that priest i'm sorry he was very cute and charming and it was just (laughs) not disturbing i was just like
1: what is happening here yeah yeah
3: what is going on and why is it and for some reason i did not like the ending just in terms of i was let down because i thought maybe that's up like my Piscean. Oh, i oh, like, thought to you thought they it was some kind of end up
0: together oh no know. you know he couldn't be with her like she was really i i believe that she was in it too oh and she so I, was right i was
3: hoping for her really what it was
0: mm. yeah no, totally. I knew. No, I thought it was uh, well with British shows sometimes mm-hmm. I don't follow. Um I have trouble following how fast they talk. Sometimes I don't understand what they're saying or the comedy, but this one I picked it right up. And mm-hmm. um I don't know, I liked her. I like her sarcasm first. It's if you if you yeah. guys are going to watch, it's an extremely dry dry show. Like um
1: like <laughs> 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 like i
3: also just love things where people just kind of look at the camera like you fucking believe this kind of attitude you know yeah yeah it does that a lot which i do like
0: yeah and i did like her camaraderie with the priest i love mm-hmm. the writing i loved when they mm-hmm. discovered that they liked each other at different moments mm-hmm. which well, of course she knew up front but then mm-hmm. when he discovered that she was going to be a problem i love how they wrote that in and his struggle his struggles with his religion and her and his desire, mm-hmm. just like all of that. So good. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so yes. good. It was so good. It was. Man. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you don't even truly have
3: to see season one in order for you to understand season two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, euphoria, it was a slow it was, mm-hmm. it was slow at first for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't, um, because I don't, there's a lot of things in this show that I don't connect with, but I was mm-hmm. so curious about how things were going to turn out. Cause it was so fucking dramatic. Like everything was so intense. Like for what me. is going on with these kids? Why is everybody on <laughs> drugs? I like, I <laughs> I just don't understand. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But as I watched, I was like, oof. Oh, these kids are good. Yeah. They were they were so good like, as far as like playing their roles. Uh-huh. <clears throat> because I would watch the um their little after show and they would talk about their oh, yeah. Um, yeah, them playing their roles and how they had to connect with it and how they had to connect with their um acting partners. And I was uh-huh. like, oh gosh, now I'm really uh-huh. attached. So I think uh-huh. I'm attached to the entire cast. I like how they pulled, I forgot his name on the show. The one who was a drug dealer who was kind of slow. The white boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Oh shoot! You haven't watched it, Euphoria. No, but I I read enough about it. Yeah. Well, I they pulled him it was off the dark, street. It was
2: Teenagers.
3: Yeah, oh,
0: they they pulled awesome. him off the street on some wire kind of stuff, and ah, okay. yeah, so they liked his voice and the way he spoke, <laughs> and they liked his vibe. So they put him in the nice. show. He was just like, I really didn't know what was going on, you know? Ah, 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 right. Nice. So I thought that was cool. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I'm going to vote for Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fleabag was awesome. I'm going to vote for Euphoria mm-hmm. though, because that, mm-hmm. it, I was surprised <coughs> how, how much that captured me. Yeah.
3: I, I keep wanting to watch it, Mm-hmm. and I'm like I gotta be in a headspace or something for that I don't know why it's, it no, it's a dark it's show dark no and It's druggy dark. and all that kind of stuff I'm just like okay I gotta <clears throat> be ready for that
0: yeah it's dark and then you start to see some of yourself in some of these kids Oh Lord. Um, and I was like oof unintended
1: <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> 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 yeah. consequences I'm <laughs>
0: telling you yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> next question <laughs> before 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 we uh do the next two questions, what kind of drink did you make?
3: Oh, so knowing that I would be asked this question, <clears throat> I did try to do something a little bit different, and it's not anything that I personally made, but I was at this gourmet shop uh in my building where I work, and I saw a Pineapple, turmeric, apple cider, shrub. Whoa. Um, and it has some some fizziness to it. Uh, and so I just mixed that with some gin. Mm. I just got my gin like really cold. Didn't put any <clears> ice in it really. Um, and did like a one to two ratio with the shrub and the gin. And then, sorry, did I say gin? Vodka. Oh, okay. But also, because I'm saving some to taste it with gin, because I want to see if this one is different than the other. It's very tasty. I love it. It's like, um, it's not too, like shrubs are drinking vinegars.
0: which right. sounds yeah.
3: just as bad as a drink with a whole egg in it, but.
0: No, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but so it has like that acid, um uh, that acidity. Yeah. But um it's tasty. Okay. So I'm enjoying
0: that. When I was at my um office party earlier, I have a, a coworker who her new drink is the French seventy five. And oh, she's yeah. used to she's used to it with gin. Mm. So she's never had it with cognac. So when she ordered mm-hmm. it today, you know, it mm-hmm. came out really dark. She was like, oh This don't look like the regular one, but I'm going to taste it. So she tasted it, she said. And then she looked at the the receipt. She was like, oh, my God, they put Hennessy in this. I was like, oh, (laughs) darling. I was like, oh, darling. They can. Yes, they can. (laughs) That's allowed. Right. Just take it. Enjoy the ride, honey. Enjoy the ride. Uh, Hennessy in the afternoon. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So did you come home and make one yourself? Um, I have a hot toddy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I was a lot. I was around a lot of people today, and I'm really mm. not trying to get sick. I that know so many different. people with the flu, and I just can't even. Mm-hmm. handle oh, it. Yeah, it just germs all over the place. Um, yeah. so I'm sipping a hot toddy. All right, guys, these are our last few questions about the best of 2019. We're gonna flip flop between Melissa and the Swirl Suite, and we're gonna wrap up the show. Cheers. Um. What are you looking forward to in 2020? I mean, 2020.
1: Mm. Period. Like, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Um, specifically, doing better, being better,
3: that kind of thing.
1: Um, more travel, more wine, binging new shows on Netflix. Like, I'm looking forward <laughs> to all. <these>
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Serena, what are you looking forward to? Um
0: well, twenty twenty is uh the year I turned forty. So... <gasps> oh my god, you said it aloud? Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm not afraid of my age. I'm not even a girl. <laughs> Please. Um, so I'm looking forward to see how everybody celebrates their fortieth. Um I doubt if I can go on everybody's, you know, celebratory mm-hmm. trip. Yes. But- Um, hopefully i can make one or two and um yeah figure out how i'm going to celebrate in the fall Uh yeah
2: yeah Mm. well 2020 is when i turn the big 50
1: whoa
2: and um i haven't decided exactly what i'm going to do yet it's kind of like you know see what because you know all your friends are Yeah, what have you. So I'm not exactly sure what I'm gonna do to celebrate it. But it's the only it's the only age where I've been like, Ooh (laughs) this this, is this is like serious in the heart of middle age. You know. <laughs> you can't you can't turn around and be like, I ain't middle aged. Yes, you are. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, uh I well I'm excited to see what twenty twenty brings. Are you gonna stay here or go somewhere? Uh, well <clears throat> I'm planning uh Vino three oh one is planning cruise. wine cruise. It's a European wine cruise to wine country. We leave from Rome and um, it's not one of the big ships. It's one of the smaller ships, but it's not a yacht. Um, And so we leave from Rome. We sail to uh, Monaco, um, Nice, say am i saying that right and then go to barcelona spain it's a seven-day cruise that's a great so that would be yeah that would be a birthday present to me oh yeah i'll keep it light um
3: i'm looking forward to my first family vacation
2: yeah um, we are going
3: woman of a certain age, but my, I cannot think of the last time that my family, like, all, and I say all, and I'm talking about my parents and my sister and I, so it was, like, a total of four adults, <laughs> but we just never really gone anywhere, like, as a destination, mm. so we are going to New Orleans um, oh, during MLK
0: family trip.
3: Yes, yeah, so I'm super excited because, We'll be there from Saturday, Sunday to Saturday. So we have like enough time.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: My sister found a really nice Airbnb where we all have enough space and everyone has their own bathroom. Mm. She and her boyfriend are coming with their two dogs. So it's truly going to be like a family situation. Oh,
0: that's and so nice.
3: My dad, um, he's huge into jazz and so he's always wanted to go to New Orleans Mm -hmm. so I I'm the party planner and my sister was all the logistics so my job is to get my parents down there first of all Mm because I don't even know the last time those fools were on a plane so (laughs) I'm like I am coming to Baltimore to leave with y'all because I'm not okay good out out there like Kevin
1: um from home alone I'm not doing that (laughs) Hi mommy. You know,
3: <laughs> <doing it. laughs> so um so yeah, so I have like a jazz day plan where we're gonna do just like this tour that I made up of different hot spots and try to go out front and street and stuff. And we're gonna do a swamp tour. We're gonna eat good. We're gonna just like I'm gonna go to this um artist studio called Studio B, B E um It's a, a Black owned studio in the Margini section, I believe. And it's huge. It's like a warehouse. And he has, um he's had lots of famous people come through, but he seems very community oriented. So I'm really looking forward to that. So it's going to be a good time. Mm. So yeah, oh, so that that that's awesome. Yeah, that's my looking forward to in
0: 2020. What are you going to do different in 2020? Yeah, that's I'll go first. 2020,
3: his silent time. Getting
0: to know ourselves. I'll have to, um, I have to say no a little more, um, because I've had this mindset of being flattered when people invite me to cover things or, you know, uh, come to tastings and, you know, not really and not really receiving any compensation for it. Uh Um, and so I, I think that I've been around long enough where. I can say, no, thanks. I don't need to come to that. I don't need to be at everything. Um, so I definitely have to pick and choose um, what's going to benefit me a lot of times um, because that hasn't been the case. I've been trying to figure it out. Oh, how am I going to get there? And, oh, and where am I stay? Or, you know, or even if it's local, like, oh, am I going to take off? Like, is it worth all of this? Are you really benefiting from all of these you are saying yes to everything and a lot of times you just you get home and you're tired and Mm -hmm. it's all for what um, and also I need to um, I need to be better about communicating my expectations and Mm -hmm. that's in various areas of my life but those are my two things
2: so Let me just give you a word of advice. I'm listening. I don't know what happens at 40. But the scales come off your eyes. (laughs) And you are, you feel freer. I don't know you in your womanhood or what, but it is much easier for you to say a solid no at 40. Hmm. and you really do start to appreciate your your own self-worth I understand exactly what you're saying especially being in um being a, an entrepreneur you want to make sure that you have been seen and you are seen and that people take you seriously in the craft that you have um but there I completely agree. There comes a point where you're like, I have um paid my dues, mm-hmm. I know my value, and let's negotiate my value. And well, your value is non negotiable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um and in the beginning, you, you know, you kind of go, well, you know, should I say no? Should I, like I have, and then after a while you're like, no, I put too much stress on myself trying to do all of this and not really being rewarded properly or like negotiating, like if I'm going to do this, then I should have this type of endorsement behind you or what have you, some type of um, credit for it. But, I I don't know what happens at the stroke of midnight when you turn 40. <laughs> but no becomes a part of your vocabulary and it's a solid now.
0: Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I yeah. Cuz I sort of feel it already. Mhm.
2: Yeah. Mhm. And even especially especially the people who are closest to you. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because then you're like, it's easier for me to say no to a stranger because I don't have to,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like, see them later or deal with them later. Yeah. But with your family, you, you really establish loving boundaries with them.
3: Okay, well, there's, like, the real honest one, but I'm not sure if I'm going to really do it. I'm going to do, I'm going to make every effort to be more on time. I'm terrible. I'm, oh. <laughs> i get it from my mama <laughs> my father used to joke she's gonna be late to her own funeral i feel like i'm not that far behind i'm gonna try to do better with punctuality and i also would like to find a way to be um it's uh, like i want to I don't wanna journal, journal, but I wanna find a way to be more reflective, like throughout mm. the year, instead mm-hmm. of feeling like it needs to be something to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are two things that I would say.
1: hmm
3: And also I may cut all my hair off. I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Well, that works.
3: I'm not sure. This is- okay it's a little cold right now to be going it is like, it
0: is cold all the way through. it yeah. yeah I need to figure out how to say no you know in my personal life too
1: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes mm-hmm. the people closest to you don't know how drained you are mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. and then well and, the, and that's because um a lot of times I don't communicate expectations so that's a whole another thing that I need to right do. And I mean that's yeah Yeah, and learn to say, Mm -hmm. I mean, learn to say that I'm unhappy with something and Mm -hmm. that this needs to change Mm -hmm. and I'll feel better about this if such and such happens. like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. tough Mm -hmm. conversations that I tend to run from, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, according to Leslie on the show, it gets easier to say no at 40, so.
3: I'm like forty and nine months I don't know it <laughs> is easier, but I do think Candace was last when to do that, and I never got back to her because I've been like marinating on it, but there is a switch in your brain, I think mm. that happens at forty because personally, it sounds to me like okay, we are at the halfway mark, like mm. Like, if I'm lucky, I get to be 80, maybe Mm -hmm. longer. I don't know. But it's, like, I never really felt 30 was a huge deal, though. Like, when it came around, I was kind of like, oh, boy. But I didn't have the same sort of, like, life plans that other people did. So I felt like I didn't have the same pressures. Mm -hmm. But at 40, I definitely feel like, all right, what is this for? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. like. Mm-hmm. What is this gonna be about? Because you ain't got all the time in the world.
1: Right? <laughs> so, like, that switch,
3: switches. And then I do think some of that, like, I'm just gonna say what the F I think because yeah. I not You know what
1: that I mean? Is, yeah. Like, not at a,
3: I think it don't get real sassy until like 50. You know I, mean? but <laughs> I think the 40s are
1: practice. If I just think about my mom's
3: trajectory. Oh, I think yeah. I think Fifty k with the real sass.
1: With it was
3: okay. like I don't, but I think I mean she always had a little bit of a short tongue. But I do think that there um, is something. Yeah, to do what she says. Yeah. Okay. So we might need to check in with you on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we need to check back in six months. Yeah. <laughs> See how things yep. are going. Mm-hmm. But um. Thank you for joining me. This was fun. You're welcome. Was yes. that the last question? That was the last question. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay.
3: All right. Nice. I love Let's it. To, no, this, this was fun. Yeah.
0: Anything um, you want to tell the people about your mixology coming up in 2020?
3: Um, No new announcements at the moment. Although, like I said earlier, that um, I discover there's a place here in philly that i mean obviously there are multiple places but there's a place that i'm really interested in going to to take more cocktail classes and mixology mm-hmm. classes mm-hmm. so that's kind of on my um my goal list this year is to seek that out or if not if that doesn't work out something else just to be more formal with it yeah people can contact me at any time at mixologist melissa at gmail.com and I can send a menu, or we can talk about what people want, um, and I'll make sure that they get it. Um, and so, yeah, just trying to be, a, I think, a little bit more routine okay. with it, uh, whether it's for, you know, public consumption or not, but just kind of, like, really honing in on, like, what I really like. Which sure. If are really good, and, like, you know, coming up with stuff like that.
0: Yep. That's awesome. awesome well for me um starting a new podcast um it'll be um it'll be probably spring 2020 but um it's about dc it's about and the podcast is called growing up dc um you can follow me on instagram i already have an instagram and twitter so i'm starting to start conversations because i want to touch on um DC as a whole is being black and it didn't, the, the podcast didn't start out black, but it became very black, very fast. Mm-hmm. As soon as the girl who, um <clears throat> who created the logo, I, she, you know, she was asking for ideas and descriptions and what I envisioned. And I was like, I don't think it's gonna be a black podcast. She was like, oh no, it's gonna be a black podcast. So, (laughs) um, and I think, (laughs) so, but I think it fits because of the gentrification going on right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I like to really touch on what DC really feels and looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to interview people from three different generations. So, um, let's see. Yeah, so I'm gonna do 60 and over. And uh-huh. then my generation, and then yep. I have to find some young people that are like, I don't know, twenty five and younger. Um, but I want three different perspectives mm-hmm. you know, of that's living. Awesome. Yeah, living and growing up in DC. So
3: that's yeah. gonna be super cool. And yeah. yes, that'll be very interesting to see like what people had experienced versus what they are experiencing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to
0: it. Yeah. So, Merry Christmas, everybody! Happy
2: holidays, and happy Happy New Year! (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. I am just, I'm just grateful for the Swirl Sweet, um, listeners and followers, and um, just the like the the outs that people give us that you don't realize that you know. They are listening, and um, so I'm just thankful, and so I want to say thank you for everyone who continues to support us and uplift us. Ditto. Took
0: the words out of my mouth. And I'm thankful for you guys. You know, I know it's like everybody has multiple things going on, and it's life, and it's all of these things, but, you know, you're still here, and I appreciate it. Well, thank
2: you, Sarita. We love you, too. (laughs) Well, that's all, folks. (laughs)
0: Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, all of those things. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful and safe holiday. Cheers. Cheers.